This is Adventist Radio London. Good morning, good morning. Yes, it's good to be with you here. I don't need to need to look at the date today because today is a very special day. It's Sunday, June the 7th, but I'm so pleased that you're all here with us today um, for In the News. And, you know, I was just saying to Pastor Mike just now that, uh, you know, it seems like the news is only one block of news. We had we had Brexit, then we had COVID, and then we had George Floyd. It's just one mm. thing dominating the news, but I have found a few other news items. Um, so we will talk about whatever you want to talk about today. So I have scoured the news and I found some other items. There are other items on the news, but... As usual, I will be led by you. Um, so we've got, we've got, yes, we do have a bit of more about the protests in the States. We've had some protests in the UK as well, some marches, which is always good. Um, also in the news today, we can talk about a vicar of 81 years old, that uh, a, a, a vicar married a 27-year-old Tom Toy boy, and he's a tomboy, toy boy, and uh, he died and left everything to him in his will. Family's not as that happy. I've got Keith Lemon apologizing for playing a black character. Now, I, I need to have a, I would like to talk to somebody about that because, you see, I was never convinced that just by playing a black character is racist, but we maybe we need to unpack that a little bit more. Um, we can talk a little bit about the Tuskegee study on syphilis in Negroes talk about ethnicity and obesity we can talk about army vets being protected by uh, sorry army vets not to be prosecuted by the government going back to the killings in northern ireland that's raised its head again mm. they're saying that they want the army vets to be free from prosecution oh dear we've got face masks we've got pimlico plumbers saying that they're going to fire staff that have abused the furlough so we've still got lots of other things that we can talk about um but as usual we will be guided by you the numbers to call are 0300 323 0234 or you can send us a text on 82228 write hope leave a space in your message I'll be dying to hear from you today but as usual we have to begin us begin our service with an opening song and our opening hymn is most appropriate for this week. It's Yes He Can, because we're going to find a solution. Yes He Can by Javin Campbell. <laughs> Oh, 
Hold your head high, my brothers and sisters. Count the things God has done for you. Forget the time, only had a dime, made a way for you. Even the sparrow he feeds, he's meeting all of your needs. And we can't deny that he's there for you and I. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Make a way for you. He can. He can make your life brand new. He can. He can say the word. He can make a way. He can make your enemies behave. He can make a way for you. He can make a way. He can make your life brand new. He can. He can say the word. He can make a way. He can make your enemies behave. Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. What worries you? Ain't nothing new. He knows all about it, and that's why we can't live without him. So dry your eyes and watch him work for you. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. I know. I know. Make a way for yeah, you. He can make a way. Yeah. He can make your life he brand new. Make your yeah. life brand he can say the word. He can make a way. He can make your enemies behave. He can. Oh, yes, he can. Can you? Yes, he can. Can you? Oh, yes, he can. Can I know he. He can make a way for you. He can. He can make your life brand new. No, he can. He can say the word. He can make a way. Good morning, good morning again. And um, yes, we're in the news and today we'll be discussing many things. Um, I'm 
Apostle, it 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 be, seems to be coming quite a, a political type of in the news at the moment. It seems quite political, and I'm wondering if that's because um, where where we, we we have an agenda or we have an invested interest, or it's just that the world is waking up. Uh, Will Will Smith famously said, or was it Will Smith? Yes, Will Smith famously said, uh, things aren't new, it's just that we've now got cameras to film them. Um, I, I don't know if that is, if that's the case. I feel that, that it's quite political. And what I've noticed this week is that it's still political, but it doesn't seem to be police versus black. It seems to be just police versus everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so then I'm I'm beginning to wonder: is the issue that uh, is the issue is there issue against black people, or is there issue just against anybody that challenges their authority? So I'm I'm, I'm beginning to wonder that, and I and I wonder what what you might think of that. And if anybody wants to talk to me about that, I, I'd love to hear from you because we saw famously Friday I think it was there was mm -hmm. a 75 year old man yes. he walked up he was to me on the video he looks like he's asking directions or he's asking where can he go or you know he, he's walking up and just asking a question mm -hmm. two police officers are responding to him and one comes from behind walks between them and just almost like just shoves him back and the poor guy stumbles over. And I'm thinking, right. that could be my dad. Yeah. And he stumbles over, falls down, and then there's blood coming out of his ears. Mm -hmm. One of the officers walks to him as if to say, oh, good grief, what have we done? Mm -hmm. And the other one stops him. Like, no, we don't stop. Yeah, don't, yeah, we don't stop. We carry on. Um, now, of course, if that was a black man they'd pushed over, that would be another set of protests. And it would just show that, you know, the police are against the blacks, etc. Mm -hmm. But they did that to a white guy. So yeah. now, is it? That it's not police. I mean, they may hate blacks anyway, but it's not just that they hate blacks. They hate anybody that defies their authority, which means are we heading for a police state, which in some ways is even more scary? Well, if you go back in time, look at America, way back in in the civil rights, go back to slavery times. Yeah. Um, yes, they wanted to keep black people in slavery. Mm-hmm. And any white person who defied that norm, as it were, mm -hmm. they were targeted, they were prosecuted, they were um, vilified, you might say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You might find that individuals, even today, who stand up for what is right, they will also be attacked by those who, as you say, they, they, those who feel that their authority is being challenged. Yes. I have authority over... Um, this particular group of people. Mm -hmm. And if you come and challenge my authority, I'm going to attack you. I'm going to take it out on you. Yes. So and I see that. Mm -hmm. And I, in fact, yesterday, on, on Friday, when, when I saw that clip and that news, art, news item, I thought, uh, that, that 75-year-old man, mm -hmm. I thought, wow, how heartless can you be? Yeah. It's not a matter of race anymore. Yeah. It's just a matter of human decency, human compassion. So, so, it, uh, is our issue that power is corrupting and absolute power corrupting absolutely? Mm. Is that our issue? Um, is it is it bigger than us as black people? And and we still need to speak about it because we are being oppressed. But is it is the issue and the solution? Because um, you know I quite bravely put out 
to announce the show that okay we've talked about the problem let's talk about the solution mm -hmm. um i felt a bit like a salesman there <laughs> like you know i've got i've got i've got the magic formula but i want you to tell me the magic formula <laughs> but is this is the problem then with authority is the problem then with government because you know I even in even COVID, remember COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that we I say we, the Americans were were slating some other countries that didn't have as many deaths as them, saying, Yeah, but they've got a police state. Yeah, but if they tell their people not to 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 congregate, they won't. Um if they tell their people to wear masks, they will. You know, they were saying almost like to say, Yeah, but that's the reason why they've got fewer deaths almost sneeringly mm -hmm. like because they have a police state or you know a, a, certainly a more regimented state their numbers are down and that's why we don't because we're the land of the free and the mm -hmm. home of the brave and all of that stuff mm -hmm. um but almost like looking over the fence and wishing we could be like that and is that what's coming i mean is it, it might be the same as when it was in the civil rights uh, riots i don't know but but is that what is it that we're thinking we need more power centrally in order to have what we want for our people and then the world will be a happier place mm. is that what government's saying <laughs> I, don't I wish i knew the answer <laughs> i've told people i'll tell them the answer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh, i think it's a difficult one you know power does it's something that, you know, people abuse, mm. you know, and it's maybe something in our psyche. Once we feel that we have power and authority over someone, mm. we really want to exercise that, that power and authority. And as I say, anyone that challenges it, we attack them. Yes. We make sure that we re retain that power. No one can rob me of my power, my authority, my position, my, my, my high seat. And I think, as I'm speaking, I'm reminded of what Jesus said about choosing the high seat yeah, yeah. at a meal. When you go to somewhere, don't sit in the high seat because I think Lord knows we can't deal with that stuff. Sit with the humble, sit in the humble seat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, be humble until someone elevates you. Yes. But we want to elevate ourselves and 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 maintain our position at whatever cost. So. So then. So the is the solution that everybody fights their own corner. Is the solution then that um, you know we will protest about social injustice against the black man, and the the the, the nurses will complain about social injustice about the nurses, and the the elderly will complain about the injustice against the elderly, and everybody will just do it in their pockets, mm -hmm. talking to the authorities in the hope that the authorities would change their approach and become more humane in their approach or or do we accept that there is nothing we can do to make governments change their their attitude towards us because they are the ruling class and we are just subservient and we are just there to feed their wealth mm. um and just get on with it make the best we can you know we we, we see around the war time we, we certainly see with after slavery and we certainly see after the war that the, the poorer classes just saying accepting that their lot was just to work mm -hmm. put food on the table 
and allow the guys at the top to get on with doing what they want to run the world because mm -hmm. they happen to be the ruling class. Yeah, is, is that is that is it that we just need to accept that that we've mis left our place and we need to get back to our place? Yeah, I think it it does show that when we fail and fail to remind ourselves that we are a village, as it were. Mm. We are all responsible for one another. Cain said to the Lord, am I my brother's keeper? Mm. And the Lord had to remind him, hey, we are responsible for one another. Mm. Because the Lord asked him, where is your brother? Mm. And we've got to remind ourselves that we are responsible for one another. The moment we begin to tread on one another mm -hmm. and ignore the fact that we all need one another whether we're rich or poor the rich need the rich the rich need the poor and the poor need the rich mm -hmm. we all need one another and if we don't support one another we're going to begin to feel the consequence and have to deal with the consequences ourselves but isn't it easy for me if i'm rich to say yeah yeah we need one another you guys keep working and feeding me and let me get richer then than for the poor to say, to, to influence the rich man to say, look, we need each other. You need to help me come up a little as well. Yeah, but is it, are we all supposed to come up to the same level? I'm a democratic socialist, so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's communism, isn't it? No, no I, we all need to come up mm -hmm. because capitalism says we need to keep you down. Mm. Yeah, that that's that's the difference for me. Uh, capitalism says we need to keep you down, uh, but democratic socialism says no. We all need to rise, you know, proportionally, yes. uh, and just bring ourselves up. And and I'm feeling, you know, when I see when after moving on from exactly what happened to to, to George and the protests and everything, which I'm fully in support of all of the protests, um, they then see the way that. The authorities are turning on, I'd say, their own, but when I mean their own race, it then makes me think, is this bigger than a black thing? Is this is this just bigger than a, a black thing? And therefore, it's an authority thing. And should we and can we be looking to the authorities to to get us through, you know, or, or in good old fashioned you know, Christian tradition, are we just to say, this world is not my home, I'm just passing through? It, it, or is that just me burying my head in the sand? Yeah, no, I don't think we're burying our heads in the sand. I think we need to recognize that we live in a world, and according to scripture, mm. that is not going to remain this, in the state that it is. If we lose sight of the fact that God has a plan for this world mm. and God has a plan for humanity, then we will get caught up in a rat race, as it were. Yeah. And if we get caught up in a rat race, we have no, no destiny. We got, we're heading nowhere because our own plans, our own ideals will turn to nothing. But we've got to make sure that we understand what is God's plan for humanity and God's plan for, for planet Earth and work towards that. And the moment we forget that, it is then that we begin to abuse one another. It is then that we begin to climb on one another to reach the pinnacle. Mm -hmm. And 
where, where, where's it going to get us? It's, it's going to get us nowhere. But I was talking to my brother yesterday. We had a. It was the first time that seven of us were in the same room at the same time, and we we're from all over the world. So Zoom, Zoom is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So we're all in what, one, two, three, four countries. The seven of us are split between four countries, and we we're all in the room together yesterday. And I said to my uh, my, uh, my brother was talking about. Uh, I was talking about um, our attitudes towards. Um, you know, almost looking at, it, at at the world in the terms of we must realize that we're in the end time. Mm -hmm. And if we're realizing the end time and certain things will happen, we were talking, you know, it, it was a broad discussion. So we were talking about um, buying and selling and the fact that now nobody really wants to take your cash. Are we on a slippery slope? Mm. Uh, and he's mentioned how easy it would be just for a bank now just to say, well, anything from this PIN number, just block it, yeah. you know, seize your assets, all, all of that. And so we were talking about that, and then he just asked a question. He said, well, what about um, the fact that we are to be protectors of this world? So we can accept that we were in the end time, but we don't know if the end time is a, a year, 10 mm -hmm. years, or a 1,000 years. So aren't we still also to fight for the world for our children and our grandchildren? Definitely. Yes. So, so what is that fight? Mm. So, my question is, what is that fight? Is that fight um, marching? Is that fight um, protesting? Is it rioting? Is it what is that fight? It, because I would say rioting is not the fight, but then rioting seems to be what gets the authorities' attention. So, you know, what is we've got the solution of this world is not my home but in case this is our home for the next thousand years mm -hmm. what is it we do to with each other and to the government in order to make our home a better place for black men black people white people elderly white people anybody who is not seen as the alpha male basically because mm. it seems like it's the alpha males are fine but if you're not the alpha male you're not fine sure, <laughs> yeah sure. so what do we do about that is it just a passive acceptance no i, I think we've got as i say we've got to keep our minds on the world the welfare of humanity mm. i believe that's god's plan for us as we occupy until that time comes when, mm -hmm. when he comes and takes his people home. He wants us to make sure that we are treating one another as we would want ourselves to be treated. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be looking after the welfare of those who um, are perhaps disenfranchised, those, feel, those who feel rejected by society. Yeah. We've got to make them feel content in their situation. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that we're going to make them rich. doesn't mean that we're going to make them poorer. But we must bring them to the, point, to the point where they feel content within themselves. And if they're content within themselves, then they can live and they can survive. They can, they can make it through anything. Mm -hmm. But it's that discontentment that people feel that cripples us and makes us feel as if we, we have no, no, no belonging, no sense of belonging. But what about when I talk to people that are not of faith, uh, certainly not of our faith, um, but say, but that contentment that you talk about is mental slavery. Uh, that contentment that we can't also be the landowners. We can't also be, you know, the, the, in the 2% or the 1% or whichever percentage it is that rules the world. Mm -hmm. um, what, what is it to, to not wish to aspire to be at that place in the world 
Is that not mental slavery? Well, it's mental slavery if we individually have a desire and aspiration for greater things mm. and we are not able to reach those greater things. Yeah. As long as I have an aspiration to do better and to be better than what I am, I should be given the opportunity. Ah, okay. So once we have the opportunity to reach for those things, and if we're not given the opportunity? Then that is slavery. Then that is yeah. oppression. And then how and do we that's get... What, that's what we fight against. And, and then, right. And, and in what way? Well, in a loving way. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Lord... I love it. Where's Michael Jello? <laughs> what do you think about that, Michael? <laughs> fight about it in a loving way. So, see, yeah. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't override that. And yeah. If you, if you go beyond that, that's Christ's way. Yeah. Yeah. He said yeah. you love your enemies, you know. Yeah. If you reach the heart of your enemy, you 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 change the mind. You'll change. Yeah, you change him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was looking for. I had it here, and I'm. I was looking for it. Um, we got a text in, and and okay, I've got to read this one. Okay, it says, "I would like to wish my brother Mark a very happy birthday. May the Lord bless you today and always. Keep up the good work, Marilyn." Hey, Snurling. <laughs> thank you, Marilyn. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. And happy birthday. Yes. On behalf of all our listeners. Yes, you see, I got up early. I had to get up at three o'clock oh, yeah? to be in the studio to do oh. the breakfast show. <laughs> I just heard Piers Morgan say that once, so I said it. No. Oh dear. No, excellent. No. There's no place I'd rather be on my breakfast on my breakfast on your birthday on my birthday than here at breakfast time. Excellent stuff. Um, So, no, thank you. Yes, and um, um, Martin Luther King said, and I was I've seen challenges to this. So, let me know if if it's one of these quotes that, that he didn't quite say. But I've seen it in many places. I've seen it on the BBC News. I've seen it especially since the the, um, the George Floyd uh, incident, that we have to remember that the lang- that rioting is the language of the unheard, of the oppressed and the downtrodden. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if it's one of these, we're taking that sentence out of the big speech mm-hmm. and taking it out of context, but, but rioting is the, is the language of the unheard, the oppressed and downtrodden. I can't argue with that. Sure, sure. And I, and I agree there. If, if someone doesn't feel as if they're being heard, mm-hmm. they've got to speak louder. Yeah. And sometimes they're speaking louder means I'm getting aggressive. Yeah. It's a shame. And we should not force people to get to that place. That's it. Yes. We should be in, in a position where people can voice their opinion, mm-hmm. voice their concerns. And we listen. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what cause cause people to go to the extreme of of rioting yes yeah that's it yeah the authorities don't listen yeah so we riot and then we get arrested for rioting Mm -hmm. but had they listened we wouldn't have got to that point because we didn't just wake up and want to riot yes because usually nine times out of ten in our riots we're destroying our own infrastructure Mm -hmm. so so we're only doing it's only a cry to be heard that's right um, what do you guys think? It's quiet this week. What do you think? 0300-323-0234. Is, is, we accept that the that rioting is the language of the unheard but and the oppressed and the downtrodden, but is it a legitimate language? Um, destroying our own infrastructure, is that legitimate? What do you think about the fact that I'm now suggesting is... Is the war not just against black people, but the war is against 
anybody who is defying authority and we are just one of those people um as in the 75 year old man was pushed to the ground and wasn't even being allowed to be looked at assisted by one of the police they moved him on mm. and they lied about it afterwards and then <laughs> yeah they did what was the i read that they what was yeah, the, they said oh he slipped Yes, he, tri he tripped on yeah, he, tri he tripped on his own feet, as it were. Yes, yes, yes. I read that at the time that he he tripped. <laughs> Good grief! Did it, did it. So, so where where are we on that? Just just give us a call. Let us know what you think. Um, because coming out of the show today, I want to know whether or not I can affect change. But in what way am I going to try to affect change? Mm. That's what it is. Whether it works or not is another show <laughs> but what is it we're going to do you know because again i see on facebook people are saying ah oh, what's the point of saying this and what's the point of saying that i'm just talking to you and you're just talking back to me what's mm -hmm. the point nothing will change well what will make it change mm -hmm. you know do we march will march and make it change if not what do we what do we do to get their att attention okay oh 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 here we go okay what what he actually said, you know, I, I read that quote and I said, is it taken out of context that it's the it's the language of the um, of the oppressed and the downtrodden and the, the language of the unheard? What he said was, and this is why people are, are rebut rebutting that statement. He said, I believe that riots are socially destructive and self-defeating. But I am still convinced it is the language of the no, I, I am still convinced that that nonviolence is the most potent weapon available to the oppressed people in their struggle for freedom and justice. Um, I feel that violence will only create more social problems than it will solve. Mm. But they use this language because they're unheard. Yeah. But he's saying, I don't advocate it, mm -hmm. but I understand why they're doing it. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay, well, if we get no calls and we get no texts on it, I'm going to throw up another item. Mm -hmm. And that other item, although, might lead us back into the same place. It's I saw in the on the in the Telegraph this week that that um, our Prime Minister said that he will allow three million people from Hong Kong mm. into the UK if China tightens its control. And as soon as I saw that, I said, oh, "Okay, okay." I, 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 and again, you don't think too much of the the news item until you hear the other side. Of course, we then heard, "Oh, but what about the Windrush generation <laughs> who had been here building the country since the fifties mm -hmm. and were being thrown out?" So doesn't that smack of racism? You know, and, and so it draws us back in. You know, it, we're, we're getting back in there because he he's just he's just come out and said it. Mm -hmm. He says if if China tightens control, I'll let three million of the um, Hong Kong um, people citizens come here yeah, yeah. because they're considered a British overseas territory, territory? or something. Yeah. Still, well, they have British overseas passports. Okay, so so um, they can come. And I remember two weeks ago, we had a Fijian war vet mm -hmm. that fought in Afghanistan and Iraq. And he had a brain tumor. And he went and got his, his tumor sorted out, chemo, got his treatment. He was fine. And the NHS sent him a bill for £27,000. And he says, hold on, no, I'm in the British Army. I fought and, and shot people for... For, for the freedom of this country yes. and they said yeah but you're Fijian 
<laughs> you know, but oh. one good thing, they did a, a, a crowd fund, and they they crowd fund, you know, the GoFundMe type yeah, page, yeah. and they got thirty thousand pounds. So he, uh, the, the last time I saw it, he's thirty thousand pounds. So he's able to pay his medical bills. Isn't that sad? It's sad that it went there. Yeah, definitely. Oh, hey, I, go out to the front and shoot and kill and save our democracy, and uh, you know, but. You know the medical, and, and this, this this is this again is why, you know, for me, I get stuck at are we just cannon fodder, mm-hmm. and can we effect change really? Mm-hmm. Because it's okay to go and get him to join the army, it's okay to send him to Afghanistan and Iraq, and say shoot these guys. You know, you're defending the crown and all we stand for, but if you get sick. You have to pay for it because you're actually Fijian. Seriously, but all the people from Hong Kong can just come if China tightens controls. And it's not as if they're living here. They're not living here. They're this not, guy lived here. They're he not was... fighting for the British Army. <laughs> so, so I don't know. So, what do you guys think out there? Um, is there is there hope? Is there hope? Zero three hundred three two three zero two three four or eight triple two eight. Right, hope leave a space and then your message. Um, because there are still people from on the Windrush, um, that part of that scandal, that they've said that they will now sort out, you know, the whole thing. We, we realize we made a mistake and mm-hmm. let's sort it out. And they've agreed that they will sort it. And there's still people that's waiting for their compensation. Yeah. Because as soon as it happened, people lost their work. Mm-hmm. So as soon as it happened, they lost their work. Um, you know, the, the employer said you can't work anymore because you're an illegal immigrant. Um, you know, they lost their work. Some lost their homes. Many, I don't. When I say some, I don't mean like two percent. Mm-hmm. Many lost their homes. Um, were out on the street trying to sleep on other people's sofas, etc. Separated cetera. from their families. Separated from their families. Some were sent back. Some mm-hmm. were here. Detention centers. The whole your whole life has gone. Yeah. Um, and now they're just saying, um, well, yeah, that wasn't right. Uh, there's a compensation fund, and I think I forget the percentage, but it was under ten percent of people had received funds when i last saw the article Mm-mm-mm. so um it does make you wonder it does make you wonder but i've got some more news and i'll keep going um oh how about boris and his 14-day quarantine for travelers that are coming here so what boris has said is that he's going to have a 14-day quarantine for people that come into the country mm-hmm. um and that also applies to if British people go away and come back. Okay. So there's a 14-day quarantine. You have to give your address of where you will be for 14 days. And they could send marshals around to make sure that you're in the house mm-hmm. so you can't leave for 14 days. Now, big business chiefs have warned that this will decimate the economy mm-hmm. because nobody's going to come here you, you come to england for two weeks and you've got to spend it in quarantine yeah, well, yeah exactly yeah? sometimes people come for a week that's right you know and you've got to spend oh, two dear. weeks in quarantine so what boris has said is that he's going to try and set up some quarantine free travel corridors i.e for the the most popular destinations that the the brits travel to mm-hmm. so I guess Future Ventura, you know, Costa del Sol, their top 10 destinations. So if you go there and come back from there, you don't need quarantine. Mm-hmm. But if you go to a less popular 
destination that's not in one of these quarantine travel corridors, you do. Now, is the Prime Minister, my question is, is the Prime Minister gaming the system? Is he playing politics? My, my response to that, it, it, does he have to? I'm thinking if I were Prime Minister mm -hmm. and I was in charge of travel, whoever the travel minister might be, mm -hmm. why not make sure that anyone who is planning to come to the UK, first of all, in their own countries, yes. be tested and get a certificate that they have been tested and, they, and that they are negative. Mm -hmm. Once they have the certificate, they can come. Mm -hmm. Without that certificate, there's no proof that they have been screened to say they are not bringing that virus right. in, into the country. Right. That way, they've got to stay, ho stay home until they, they, they're, they're clear. So the quarantine doesn't take place on British sh shores, but it takes place overseas. Before they come. Before they come. Yeah. That way, people can come, they can land, they can get on with business, and mm -hmm. they can go back at the end of their, their two weeks, as it were. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, they're not waiting and using up all the, the holiday time. We need to get you to talk to. Who's, who's our transport minister? I should be prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if they get certification before they travel, yes. there's no need for them to quarantine exactly. once they get here. Yeah, I think we've sold that one. We, we, I can tick that one. We, we've ticked that one. We've let's, sold that one, let's Boris. Let's hope the Prime Minister listened to having this <laughs> yeah, this morning. Yeah, in the news, Boris. We send your podcast. Okay. Um... Oh, I, I I have a my my when I look for my um, happy news, it's always around a sad situation. But I've got a piece of happy news, and we haven't talked about happy news for a good few weeks. Mm, and there is some, <laughs> and there is some. I found some. Now, it is miraculous little boy who defied all the odds. Now, what we have is. Um, a newborn baby was born and they found that he had coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, uh, there's a picture of him and he's he's got more tubes. I wonder if I could even hold that up to the camera. But he's, um, it was in the mail and it said they thought he would die and he was in quarantine because of the coronavirus. And they thought he wasn't going to make it. And they found they found he had very large fluid deposits on his lungs. So they said it was corona. But what they did, he was getting weaker and weaker. So they sent him to Great Ormond Street. And when he got to Great Ormond Street, they found that he had a heart condition. Mm. So he had what they called um, a, a rare congenital heart condition called Tap VR, T A P V R, which would, which without surgery would have been fatal. So at Great Ormond Street, they they um, performed the operation, and this is after he's only six six days old. You know, they performed the operation, and thanks be, he is fine. He's made a full recovery, mm. and. If it hadn't been for that move, they would, he would have just been a statistic of COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah. But um, they've got a photograph with him and his his mum, and he's he's 
fully recovered and they say he's getting very big and chunky he said he will be a chunk before we know it they said but they had a smile on their face oh wonderful so that was a piece of good news that i found yes um that it was great ormond street does do great work Praise it does God. do great work yes. sometimes you see them on the tv and it, it just makes you shudder mm -hmm. when you see what they're doing with these little babies and, mm -hmm. and, and whatever so yeah they need an applause and they need more than that if we're talking to boris they need their 10 percent. i yes. don't know i don't think he's <laughs> given it to them yet but um certainly praise god certainly that was a a piece of good news and it could have so easily just gone down as covid mm. covid19 mm. so that was that was a nice piece of news that i saw there so oh here we are we're back to army vets now the army veterans, we've, we've got a situation in the British Army where they are being, they're open to being prosecuted. Um, in fact, I've got the, it was something I saw in the, the Telegraph, where is it? Um, the, the, they're open to being prosecuted for crimes against I wasn't say civilians, but sometimes it's against other soldiers when they're at war. You know, and what do they call it? It's, um, there's there's acts of war, war crimes, war crimes. Yeah, mm -hmm. war crimes. So they, so sometimes they, it's against prisoners, and sometimes it's against civilians. Mm -hmm. Now, I saw in the article that they said there was oh out of two hundred or two hundred or so cases all have been dismissed by one and that one they think is just a matter of time that'll be dismissed so they're arguing um oh 80, 82 million pounds have been spent on hounding thousands of uk troops over the iraqi deaths and and every claim but one has been dismissed mm. and they're saying that the soldiers should no longer be open to being prosecuted for war crimes. Mm -hmm. Now, that's one thing. Then they're saying, my first question would be, because these cases were dismissed, does that mean that the army should have carte blanche to perform or perpetrate these war crimes on other soldiers, prisoners of war, and know that they will not be brought to justice mm. for it? But also, it says as a footnote, but the agony goes on for the soldiers who were fighting in Northern Ireland. So they can still be brought to justice, although they are arguing that they should not be, especially those that were fighting, starting with the Bloody Sunday, mm -hmm. uh, where 13 civilians were just shot, unarmed civilians were shot dead. Um, they're arguing, of course, that they weren't. But mm. this is this is kind of the, the point. Um and they're saying that we've got some army vets that still, even though they've retired, they're, they're always looking over their shoulder. They're always wondering if a knock will come on the door to say, um, you know, we're going to investigate you for the murders. What do you think? Should soldiers, should soldiers be exempt from being uh, prosecuted for war crimes in Northern Ireland? In Northern Ireland, I think anywhere, if it's a war crime, of course they've sat together and decided what a war crime would be. Mm -hmm. And I would like to think that it is where um, a soldier has abused the rights of another s soldier or, or person. 
Now, we've got to understand that just because a person's fighting on the other side mm. doesn't me- make that person a bad person. Yeah. Doesn't make that person a criminal or some type of villain. That person is just following orders as you are. And even in fighting war, I think we need to consider that I'm shooting another human being, mm-hmm. another person who has a family, who has fear, just as any soldier may have fear. You know, sometimes we think that war is all nice and, 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 and pleasant, but when you look at the reality of it, it is very fearful. And many soldiers come back with trauma because of what war does. And so when another person is fight, when two individuals are fighting, they must be able to see one another in that same light, I believe. And so if one soldier would abuse another soldier, even though it's the enemy, mm-hmm. I think they should be held account, held to account. Definitely. Okay. So what about when time has gone? They say that Bloody Sunday was such a long time ago um, and these guys are old now. These soldiers are old. Well, if they, if they committed it back then, it's got to be, it's got to be brought, brought up. In the same, yeah. In the same yeah, way, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just as if yeah. someone raped um, a woman yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah, Bill Cosby th- was yeah. accused of that. Thinking it's all over. Yeah, yeah. He and, was, you know, we come back with the evidence. Hey, yeah, yeah. answer for it. Yeah. I've, I've seen a few people that have, have, have come through on Facebook Live with some comments. I just saw one from Joseph Carr saying, uh, okay, he did a, a, a one about not every country will have the means to pre-certificate. Um, so when we spoke about mm-hmm. our solution, true, Joseph, true, but surely that would be the better starting point, I think, than having them come here and having to spend their holiday in isolation. Mm. Um, and if they can't pre-certificate, as, as, it, as is stated, then that country is excluded from travel to UK until they can yep. assure that they're, they're, they're passenger or their citizens are free of it or or if they cannot then they would be prepared to go in isolation yes because at the moment it will be everybody in isolation right. but this way you can avoid the isolation if somehow you can get the pre-certification not ideal maybe joseph or maybe that's just but hey joseph we just only came up with a policy two minutes ago we've got to, <laughs> I, i've seen i've seen quite a few i'm gonna read a few because it's almost like it it started a, a, a conversation a thread so i'm just gonna snatch a few as i go down because um <laughs> basil <laughs> my friend basil says basil i don't know if this is your first one this marching foolishness does nothing except wear out our shoes <laughs> It worked when it was civil disobedience, but now people march where they are told to march and cannot go down to march where oh, where they are told to march and are allowed to march where and when. The government sings and the people dance. So what he's saying is almost like they're saying, okay, march, but march over there where no one is watching yeah. um, and no one is listening. That That's Basil saying, don't march. So Basil, what should we do? Keep it nice, Basil. Keep it nice, but <laughs> as in not 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 what your idea is, but how you put the idea forward. And I'll read it out. What should we do then, Basil? Do we accept it? Do we say, okay, you've gone on, you've gone on, so maybe there's some more. The system will never give us equality while it's based on suprem- white supremacy. Burn it. Um, yeah, the system will never give us equality while it's while it's based on white supremacy. It will never, and that's kind of what we're saying about the fact that that old white guy was pushed to the ground. Mm -hmm. Once you've got that 
authoritarian type government, that author authoritarian type ruling, you know, the, the, almost the police state, mm -hmm. we won't get the equality. Mm -hmm. We won't mm -hmm. get the equality. Um, jo Joseph Carr says, Mark, why are you reading? Why only? No, he what he says was, why the Telegraph and the Mail? What's wrong with the Guardian or the Times? Uh, Joseph, I read the Telegraph. I read the Mail. I read the Guardian. I read the Times. I read the Eye. What else do I read? I think that's it. I, I used to read the weekend sport, but I didn't get too much news from that. But, <laughs> but, but hey, it was all for research purposes. Um, so no, we, we, yeah, I tried to get a broad brush. I watched CNN. Um, yeah. And of course, I can't do it all religiously all day, every day, because life also has to go on. But I dive in and I snatch it, especially if I see that there's some, some other things. Um, war is the crime again from Basil. Yes. War is the crime. Mm -hmm. So, and because a lot of the time, as you said, the guy that's fighting us has it, has no issue with us. Yeah. Muhammad Ali said that, you know, no Viet Cong ever, <laughs> um, you know, called him nigger, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and was hounded for saying that. Yes. Um, so we have that. Uh, dear, let's see if there's any more before I go. Because I like when you text in, although I didn't know that they'll be on this system. So I'll. Uh, so yes Jackie Jack says when all you'll do is wear out your shoes Jackie Jack says and don't forget you'll end up with aching feet as well <laughs> but what can we do Basil and Jackie what can we do we are going to have a solution because I know the, you two don't think that we should just suck it up so what is it we do to affect change what do we do um, we can talk about all injustices all day says Hugh Gray uh, how, however, unless there is a clear action path, we will continue to be saying the same thing in 10 years time. OK, so, Hugh, we're saying we're talking about the injustices because the first thing you've got to do is understand and highlight the fact this is unjust, mm -hmm. not this is the way life is. This is unjust. So, Hugh, we've got to talk about it. So now it's come to focus with Ahmed Arbery. It's come to focus with George Floyd. And then some people were going on and they had the list of people in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. How many, many people? So it's, it's as Will Smith says, we're now filming it. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a name in the newspaper. We've seen it. What do we do, Hugh? I think we march. Basil says we're just going to wear out our shoes. And Jackie says we're just going to get aching feet. But maybe we start to march because as Martin Luther King said, although I don't be agree with the rioting, it is the, the language of the unheard. Mm -hmm. So we start to march to try and have the conversation. We start to march to have the conversation. If that conversation is not being had or they're not listening, then we need to up the, the game to get their attention. Mm -hmm. Because, Hugh, if we don't, what are we going to do? The, the only solution I hear by just saying things are going to be the same in 10 years time is to adopt the policy of this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Mm -hmm. But as my brother said to me yesterday, but suppose we're passing through for the next 1,000 years. Mm. What about our children and our grandchildren? So, okay, I'm usually just facilitating, but I say we march. I'm, I'm down. I'm marching to Downing Street. And I'm holding up my placard that says 10% to the NHS, Black Lives Matter, and I can't breathe. Yeah. So those are my three placards. <laughs> and if they don't hear me, 
then I need to rally you all for the next step. Because I'm with it. I'm with the next step. Mm. Because, yeah. You know, I think one thing that is has been good for, for politics and for employment, and that is um, trade unions, you might say. Is that too political to mention? No, nothing's too political between <laughs> 9 and 10 on a Sunday. I, I love it. Trade unions have been there for the, for the voice of the, of the workers, as it were. They represent you when, they feel, when you feel you've been undermined. They will s- step in on your behalf, help you to know your rights as a worker. Mm. And they become the voice mm. of the worker. When we march, if we don't have a voice for the people to hear, the marching is, yes, it's just aching feet and and worn out leather. (laughs) But the voice and the message must come through along with the march. And once that message through the voice comes through, then we know that people will be more likely Mm -hmm. respond to what we have to say. If if, if our marching is just an exercise, You know, what have we demanded? Yeah, yeah. We've got to make our message clear and think it through well Mm -hmm. so that when people hear what we what our demands are, Mm -hmm. they can say this is what we need to do to to rectify things. Yes, yes. And and, and I won't even try and climb the second hurdle and say and if they don't, because we will just (laughs) stop there and say that's what we're going to do first. Yeah. And. I'm bursting to saying if they don't, but we won't even talk about it if they don't. We'll do that first, and then we'll see where we are. Exactly. And if, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a man of faith. We're going to do that. We are going to rally, and we're going to march, because we withhold money, Jackie says. Um, uh, Hugh says we need to formulate a strategy, spiritually, commercially, and academically. Basil says, in the Bible, Christ turned the tables over. Yeah, fought for injustice. Listen, listen, a a lot of uh, my friends say about the Bible this and the Bible that and Christianity this and Christianity that. Some people slate Christianity because of what we have made Christianity to be. Mm. Remember, it was Christians that killed Christ because he didn't do what they wanted. Christ was about social justice. Christ was about social... Christianity should only be about social justice. We're running out of time, so I'm just going to say this. I'm going to throw this in that I saw about um, the divisions and the the, the divisions in the States and whatever pastors are now coming on board and saying, um, you know, what we're speaking out for the the oppressed and, and whatever. And I think they were a bit late, but okay, they've done it. But remember... What we study in economics, that on the first day of an organization, all they want to do is whatever the organization sets out to do, be it cure cancer, be it feed the poor, be it save souls. That's what the organization wants. On the second day of the organization, all the organization wants to do is preserve the organization. Mm -hmm. Schoolboy era, schoolboy era, schoolboy era. So on the second day of the of the organization, all it wants to do is preserve the organization. So let's whether whatever side of the divide you are on, let's not focus on the organization. Because all an organization wants to do is keep itself going. Mm-hmm. Even if it was set up to do the right thing. So we, Hugh Gray. Um, we need to formulate our strategy, a spiritual one, 
commercial one, an academic one. We need to attack them on all prongs. Because mm-hmm. remember, we're coming from a long way. We weren't even allowed to go to school at one point. So we're coming a long way. So we, if we keep going in that way, let's not worry about which part. I've seen people saying, oh, if certain pastors are saying, not saying this, it means that they're, they're all they're in... in um, uh, agreement. in agreement mm-hmm. with with the with the atrocities no let's just uh, Hugh I'm going to start that one I love it we're going to formulate a, a strategy and then we're going to attack with our three pronged strategy Jackie says we should withhold money that's how we affect change yeah keep our money in our community we've got two minutes they're not listening because they don't care um, and and I thought Reading ahead, I thought you were going to say they're not listening because they don't have to. But yes, but that's the same thing. They don't care. It doesn't matter if we make noise. Mm -hmm. But it will do. When the people in the civil rights, they stopped taking the bus for how long? A a, a year was it? Or a part of a year? I don't know how long. It was. It was. it. Yeah, it was a long time. It was a year or eight months or something. Somebody let me know, but I've only got two minutes. They they stopped. They stopped spending money in the white shops. Mm. That's why the Black Wall Street started because the 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 whites didn't want them in their shops. They started their own shops. They were doing so well that the whites came and torched the place. Mm. So so let's. Set up. Let's. I'm with you. So you, your prime minister, you're going to set up this um this 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 thing. We're going to work on it together, and we're going to. Oh, that's when uh, uh, Basil came in and talked about the marching was nonsense. Joseph was cursing my newspapers. Oh man, we're running past it. How long have I got? You've got about thirty seconds. I've got thirty seconds, Matt Basil. You're closing the show. Malcolm X said that you only get your freedom when the enemy knows you are willing to do anything to get it. When they know that you will kill if you are killed, then they will rethink. We are non-violent with who are non-violent with us, but we are non-violent. Am I out of time? We've finished. I'll see you next week. What a show. Thanks a lot. God bless you all. Bye-bye.